Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the base keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. Over. You believe in miracles? Yes! Running, 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 running. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Roz, here at the opening line on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? If so, it's time to get started. Let's go. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is the opening line. We are your host, Wits and Roz. Yours truly, Roz, is ready and excited to bring you March Madness coverage. We're going to break down the entire bracket. Wits. I don't believe there's a better time in the year than right now, the two days leading up to March Madness, where everyone's anxiety levels are through the roof, but he's excited to see how this tournament's going to play out. Happy March to you, Mr. Witz. Yeah, what's up, Roz? Super excited. Uh, First couple days before March Madness starts, we got the first four going on, uh, Farley Dickinson, Prairie View A&M, then we got Belmont and Temple later tonight. Um, Man, what what a time to be alive. We're going to break down... Every single first round matchup for you. Um, got our bracket picks, um, so we, we got a lot of great stuff going on. Really excited. I'm um, gonna give you a couple lines, a couple things to look for, and then uh, I feel like a repeat uh, from 10 years ago on the high school bracket. So I'm, I'm feeling a decade at a time is how we're gonna take it, and this is gonna be Wits's year once again. Yeah, you're very confident coming into the 2019 March Madness tournament, but. We're going to let the fans decide. We're going to help you guys out as much as we're going to help ourselves out. The amount of research I've done so far this week has led me to do something I haven't done in 24 years of living, and that is two brackets in the same year. I'm doing it because I lost the year Kentucky won with Anthony Davis. I picked them as a champion, but I didn't have a good enough bracket to go with it. I think that Duke has that same potential with the star power they have on their team, so I just have a throwaway bracket kind of just putting Duke at the – at the championship slot, but I'm going to use my actual bracket I'm going to go off with. Wits, are you ready? We're going to start in the East where they were given the number one overall seed. We're going to go pick by pick until we've got you our final four recipient out of the East. Not a lot to talk about on this Duke versus potential North Dakota State and North Coastal Carolina. Any upset chance there at the 116? Nope, I don't see a UMBC repeat this year. Um, this part of the bracket for me is pretty chalky. You know, I think if you look at it from Duke's perspective and Michigan State's perspective, you could say they both got a little bit screwed because I think I think Michigan State is the best number two seed. Um, you know, in the tournament, I don't have them winning at all. I've got another two seed, but we're gonna save that for a little later. But you know, I like Duke in this game. I think it's a pretty obvious pick. I don't think they really see a challenge um, until Virginia Tech in the sweet 16 so i'm going to take duke um we're going to take down game number two ucf versus vcu Roz. um i'd like the number nine seed here first upset of the tournament seed wise how do you see it nine seeds won three of the four matchups last year but it has been a coin toss the last six seasons it is absolutely 50 50 i do like the nine here ucf two and one versus the top 25 this year whereas vcu is oh and one bpi rank favors vcu here but ultimately, at the end of the day, I think UCF played in a better conference and had a way better end of the season. We're going to talk about the things you need to win a March Madness tournament throughout the show. One of them is recency. What have you done for me lately? Literally, um, I know there are conference championships and not everyone can win them, but you have to even go back to the last regular season stretch. Were teams winning down the line or stretch? And what is it looking like leading into the tournament? I like UCF here. I think Taco Fall and the UCF Knights are going to be too much for VCU. But Wits and next, also UCF one and a half point favorite. So they are they are the favorites gambling wise going into the game. Uh, so even more reason to take them on the opening line where we keep the line moving. Absolutely. Next game. We've got the 5-12. People get excited about these upsets. 
Fives actually won three of the four games last year. Six and 11s have actually been the bigger upset pool. Mississippi State versus Liberty here. Liberty, all the discussions about them and Lipscomb, should they both be in the tournament, should they not be? I know all the upside there is with Liberty. Mississippi State, though, I don't think is going to go down in this round. I'm picking Mississippi State to move forward. Yeah, I like Mississippi State here, too. Um, you know, it took Ben Howland four seasons to get the Bulldogs to the NCAA tournament. A little bit longer than a lot of people anticipated, but this is not going to be um, the five seed that goes down in this tournament. I think one of the key things for me in this game, strength, strength of schedule, Mississippi State hit the 11th, uh, you know, rank, how do you even say it? 11th strongest strength of schedule. There you go. There we go. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Look at Liberty. 279. I think this is going to be a little bit of a mismatch. I know Liberty uh, went 28 and six and 14 and two um, in their conference, but I, I think the Bulldogs are too much, and uh, I like I like this five seed to advance, but they're not going to be the only one in this tournament. Very fair. And moving on to the 413, we got Vatek for St. Louis. Real quickly, St. Louis winning the A10 championship to sneak their way into March Madness. Dayton really dropping the ball there. We've had Coach Anthony Grant on in our past interview. It was tough being an alum, uh, seeing us not make the tournament this year. St. Louis, really not a good team. Uh, They've had a great run in the conference tourney. They don't have a lot to bring to the table, especially going up against this Vatek team that has one of the best defensive efficiencies in the country, as well as a guy in the name of Justin Robinson, who's just outside the top 10 of point guards in this tournament. Justin Robinson, a guy, senior leader of this team, that I think is going to make a little bit of noise early and really puts the first test to Duke when they do meet down the line. I have Vatek here. Looks like we're both going to ride that, unless you've got some crazy upset you want to take. Nope, I agree with you. I think Vatex is a superior team here. And I think another guy to look for is, you know, a guy who's an all-ACC caliber player on the inside, um, big man Kerry Blackshear. Um, also looking at uh, Nickel Alexander-Walker, you know, I just think they're a much better team. I like Vatek, and I think they're going to be Duke's first big test uh, when we roll around to the weekend. And we will definitely get to that game, but we're going to keep going with the first round. Maryland gets the winner of Belmont Temple at the UD Arena. That game is going on tonight, so we don't know the outcome yet, but I don't need that outcome to tell you my pick. It's not a popular pick, as a lot of people are loving this Belmont team, but I'm going Maryland with Anthony Cowan. They played in a great conference, didn't have a good stretch down the line, but I don't see the competition in these next two rounds being too much. I think they're going to take it to Belmont. Only one team that has won the Tuesday first four games has advanced since the beginning of the first four. I like Maryland here. I like to see them go on to the next round. Well, make it two teams, Roz, because Belmont or Temple, I think, is going to advance over Maryland. It's kind of like taking that one and 1A in horse racing. I'd always rather have two horses than one. I'm going to take Belmont. Um, I think they're going to beat Temple later tonight, and I think they're going to take down Maryland in the first round. Um, I like Belmont. I think they've had a, kind of an up-and-down year, but I, I think they're going to ride a hot hand um, into this game versus Maryland, and I just I don't think Maryland's you know, got what it takes to get to the next round, and I like Belmont to match up against a, a team that I know you don't think is going to the second round. We're looking at LSU versus Yale. I know you really don't like the Tigers in this one. I'm going to take them three versus 14. I don't see it happening here, but Roz, give us your take on why Yale is going to take down the LSU Bulldogs. I have been saying, (laughs) right. I've been saying it all year long, how I feel about the SEC. I don't think it's that strong. I know you're a big SEC guy coming into this tournament. And LSU's got a lot of potential with Tremont Waters, who is their point guard. And I've always said point guard play is very important. He's actually ranked in the top three for point guards entering March Madness. A lot of stuff going on with that school, though, right now. The head coach, who's been indefinitely suspended, I don't like LSU here. I could see them getting the win. I could see them being the three that really muddles with my bracket. But look at the Ivy League. They've come to play, and Yale's had a very strong season. They've had a decent strength of schedule. And look at the Harvards and the Cornells that have come before them that have slipped into the Sweet 16 or at least the second round. I like Yale here. I like the 14-3 upset. I don't call a whole lot of upsets this year. I might have flirted with that a little bit more. But give me Yale versus Maryland. In that matchup, we're going to move down to a 7-10 that I think is just the most ironic game of all time. We all know Rick Pitino is going to be in the building to watch his son Richard go up against his former team. I'm going to go with Rick's former team in Louisville. I don't think Minnesota had a great stretch down the line. I know they beat Purdue, big win, and I know they beat Purdue twice, 
But Minnesota, to me, has a lot of inconsistencies, and I like Louisville if they don't shoot themselves into a rut, moving them forward to the second round. Yeah, I really like Louisville in this game too, Roz. I mean, you look at some of the road wins they've had this year um, at North Carolina and at Virginia Tech um, and beat Michigan State at home. So I think this is a team, you know, although they're only 20 and 13, finished 10 and 8 in the ACC, I think they got a lot of potential. I think they're just a better team than Minnesota, um, which I think is going to be an interesting second-round matchup against Michigan State um, in the bottom end of that top bracket. Right, and I'm assuming me and you are going to ride on Michigan State. Strength of schedule, fourth-ranked in the country, and the other very key p- uh, component to winning March Madness, I mentioned a little bit with LSU, is point guard play, and Cassius Winston's going to come into play 19.5 points per game and 7.5 po- or assists per game, a point guard that is arguably the most dominant in the field and has the best name in the field, Cassius Winston and the Michigan State Spartans moving on to play Louisville. We're going to go right back up to the top. Duke, UCF. I think it's easy for me. Duke, at the end of the day, is just going to outmuscle this UCF team. Uh, strength of schedule, not even a comparison. Offensive efficiency, not even a comparison. Duke and Zion don't have much trouble moving forward there. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think Duke is just or too much of a high-powered team to not you know, at least make it to the Sweet 16. But, you know, I, I know there's a little bit of talk. Number one overall seeds, you know, I think you mentioned before, Roz, they they won the tournament about 50% of the time. Um, it's actually 46%. So I think, you know, although they're going to make it to the Sweet 16, I think could run into a little trouble against Virginia Tech and a team like Michigan State, who I think is going to make it all the way up to the Elite Eight as well. Absolutely. And then we move on to the 4-5 for both of us as we both went that direction. I'm going to take Vatek here. I'm going to keep with the chalk. Like you mentioned, it's been kind of chalky, the East bracket. But their offensive efficiency proves to be better. And another key component is road wins. And they've had more road wins than Mississippi State. I like this because every single game is going to be a road game. So you have to be able to move and adjust to different courts. I like Virginia Tech here. Again, the point guard play will outshine that of Mississippi State. Yeah, I like Virginia Tech here, too. I think this is going to be definitely a tough game. I mean, we talked about Mississippi State's strength of schedule. Um, so they're, you know, they've definitely had their fair share of tough games this year. But, you know, I like Virginia Tech. I think they shoot it pretty well from the free throw line, looking at a little over 75%, which I think is really key in the NCAA tournament. I think we've seen many times teams just crumble the free throw line. So I think that's going to play a big factor. Um, hopefully Virginia Tech can ride some of that momentum into their Sweet 16 matchup versus Duke. Very fair. We moved down on the East bracket. We've got Maryland-Yale in my game. I know yours is looking a little bit different, but I've got Maryland advancing. I think I'm going to give the Big Ten maybe a little bit more due diligence than I should be here. I've got Maryland in the Sweet 16, definitely an unpopular pick here. I just don't think Yale is going to have enough mustard to keep moving forward at that point. I like Maryland. They'll be teaming up against Michigan State, but Wits, give me your pick. Yeah, well, I've got the chalk here. Um, I had LSU versus Yale, and then uh, you know I got LSU beating Temple in the second round. I think they move on to play Michigan State. Um, don't think it's going to be a particularly cro- close game, but Roz, I appreciate the due diligence on Maryland. I, I agree it's an unpopular pick, but you know they they just might be a team that can make a little bit of run this year. So you know we'll see. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take LSU to move on. You're looking chalky here in the Sweet 16. Duke Virginia Tech. We mentioned it. This is going to be probably the biggest test for Duke to begin with. It comes in the Sweet 16. It looks like it's going to be chalk all the way up there. They do have a guy in Trey Jones who can match somebody like Justin Robinson, and it'll all come down to just the physicality inside. And like you said, Virginia Tech is a better free-throw shooting team. If it becomes a close matchup, I can see some trouble for Duke, and that does concern me. They are not a great shooting team. Their offensive efficiency is 19th in the country. I'm not a big fan here, but I do take the Duke Blue Devils for one more round. They're headed to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, Duke and Michigan State, I think, are clearly the best two teams in the East region. So I, I do see them matching up in the Elite Eight. Um, I think this I think this is going to be one heck of a matchup. Obviously, we're, we're picking a little bit in the future here, so we don't know exactly what we're going to get. But I think this is going to be a great matchup um, of Duke versus Michigan State, assuming, Roz, that, you know, you've got – Michigan State taking down Maryland in the Sweet 16, or is Maryland going to keep the magic rolling? I'm going to go with Michigan State here, continuing and putting them into my Elite Eight. Um, Really like Michigan State, all-around team. They're going to get their players back. Um, They both are going to have injury concerns, Duke and Michigan State, going throughout the tournament, but I do like them to meet in the Elite Eight. 
Yeah, so that uh, that's where we're looking in the East right now. Um, Elite Eight, Roz, Duke, Michigan State. Uh, are the Blue Devils, are they going to march their way towards the Final Four, or is Michigan State and Tom Izzo um, going to take that spot from the number one overall seed? I'm going to have to go with Michigan State dethroning Duke. Wow. Their shooting is going to catch up to them. Their offensive efficiency is going to catch up to them as well. Michigan State, also a strong road team. They're going to go in there. Duke only played nine true road games, way fewer than the top 20 um, this year. So I like Michigan State on all accords here. They're the team that's going to finish down the stretch. They can shoot free throws. They can shoot the three ball. And Duke did not show me enough of that. Cam Reddish's inconsistencies were a huge problem. Michigan State's my first Final Four team coming out of the East. Yeah, you know, although I don't have Duke going all the way, but I do have them making it to the Final Four. I agree with you, Roz. I think this is going to be one heck of a matchup. And you look at some of the numbers surrounding Michigan State. I mean, they're 5-0 and in their last five games going into the tournament. 10-1 um, and record versus the top 25. And they're, they're just an all-around solid team. But the trio on Duke of, you know, Barrett, Reddish, Zion Williamson, I think it's going to be too much in this one. And I do worry a little bit um, with Duke, you know, with the free throws down down the line. But... You know, I think they're just a better team, and I think this is going to be a great matchup, but Duke is my, my first team in the Final Four um, coming out of the East. So we're all set on the East. Me and Wiss, not too much of a run ahead or ahead into each other. Obviously, he's got Duke. I got MSU going to the Final Four, but that shouldn't bust either of our brackets, depending on who we select come Final Four and championship time. We're going to head to the West. Gonzaga, a clear one win for me. Not a whole lot to say about him in this early round. Yeah, same thing for me. I mean, Gonzaga went nearly three full months without losing a game this season. And I think they're a, I think they're an interesting team to watch out for. Um, I wouldn't say a popular pick to win it all, but I do have them in a couple of my brackets, and I think they make quick work of Farley Dickinson in this first-round matchup. Absolutely. Next is an 8-9. Again, a coin flip for me. Syracuse is going to move forward. I think that we've seen it year in and year out. That 2-3 zone is not something teams are comfortable with, especially when they haven't seen it all year long. Syracuse running into the Baylor Bears. We've seen Syracuse as an 11 make it past the Sweet 16 to the Elite Eight. We've seen them compete year in and year out. I think that 2-3 is going to be too much for Baylor, who isn't a particularly good shooting team. Syracuse to face Gonzaga. Yeah, and you look, you look at Syracuse, um, eighth strongest schedule in the NCAA this year. I kind of worry, you know, record 3-8 and eight versus the top 25. They haven't been very good, but it seems like Jim Boheim. Syracuse, uh, you know, they all, they're all they always a threat to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, matchup I'm looking out for in the, in the second round is definitely Gonzaga versus Syracuse. Um, I think that'll be an interesting game. But I, I like Syracuse in this first round here. And, you know, they are a two-point favorite over number nine-seeded Baylor. So I think they make it out of the first round. Um, I don't think it's going to be a particularly good game either. I like Syracuse in this one a lot. Next, we move to Murray State Marquette. First round, I'm going to go Murray State here. That's my first 12-5 upset, Jamont Murray versus Marcus Howard. We saw with recency eye tests, Marquette had a horrible end of the season, whereas Murray State came out on top winning their conference championship. I think their point guard's better than Marquette's point guard. I think Murray is going to take it to Marquette. Easy peasy, 12-5 should be more like an 8-9. Um, I think this is going to be a great game featuring probably two of the, the best players in the NCAA right now, and John Morant and Marcus Howard. Um, I meant John I Morant, by the way. Now that I, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I don't even know where I went with that, but Murray State, we'll, we'll John Morant, right, right there. Long. It's not like he might be a lottery pick or anything, but we'll uh, we'll forget about that one. Um, I think this is going to be a great game, and you look at the line. Marquette is a four-point favorite right now against Murray State, but I, I think Marcus Howard is going to be too much in this game. I mean, the guy's averaging 25 points per game. I think individually, this is this might be the best matchup, um, you know, of the tournament and definitely of the first round. And I think Marquette, I mean, they're a dark horse to make a deep run. I think because of Marcus Howard, Big East Player of the Year, I think this guy's capable of dropping 40 points on any given night. They're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the tournament. Um, so I think Marquette takes this one in the first round. Uh, I do have a 12 beating a five, but it is not on the left side of the bracket this year. Fair, so we differ for the first time on this side of the bracket. We got Florida State, Vermont. I do respect this Vermont team, but Florida State showed in the ACC tourney. 
just how athletic and definitely how senior-oriented this team is. A lot of people coming back, they were in the Elite Eight and could have made it to the Final Four if it weren't for a couple of last-second situations. Last year, I have Florida State in an easy one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look at Florida State. They got tons of height and length. They're a top 15 defense. Um, I think they're just going to be too much for Vermont. I think they're a very athletic team that I think will force a pretty interesting second round matchup, whether that be versus Marquette or Murray State. But I really like Florida State in this one. And Roz, I think an interesting tournament pick for a lot of people, including myself, the Buffalo Bulls, 31 and three on the year, five and zero in their last five coming into the tournament. Um, you know, Buffalo was that mid-major team that probably busted a lot of brackets last year in 2018. They knocked off number four seed Arizona. Um, I think they're the best mid-major team in in college basketball this season. And, you know, I think Nick per- Nick Perkins, beast on the inside for Buffalo, averaging almost 15 and 8 um, points and rebounds per game in the regular season. I think C.J. Massenberg is going to play a key role in this one. I think Buffalo, I think they're another team to look out for this year who could make a deep run. Uh, in the tournament I have Buffalo currently but I explained to you before we got on this call if St. John's finds their way into this matchup it'll have been a Wednesday matchup I believe that this Wednesday thing is no coincidence they'll be the hot team coming to their game and they've got a point guard in Shimoni Pons I probably said his first name wrong but no worries I'll get back to it correctly down the line I think this guy who's been around I think he's a baller a shot caller, and he's going to help this St. John's team beat Buffalo. But again, currently have Buffalo. I'll tell you to ride the Buffalo train unless St. John's wins because you'll see I pick Buffalo down the line. Next easy one is Texas Tech. We don't really need to go into it, at least on my end. I'm going to take Texas Tech over Northern Kentucky who upset Wright State in the Horizon League Championship. Yeah, I like Texas Tech in this one too. Um, Texas Tech has had an interesting year. I mean, they got off to a 10-0 start. And kind of stumbled to 17 and five. Didn't lose again in the regular season. Um, Tacoma, you know, shared the Big 12 regular season title with the Big 12 Player of the Year and Jarrett Culver. Um, so I think this is going to be a pretty quick work by the Red Raiders here, and that moves us down to a team that is going to either make or break my bracket: the Wolfpack, Nevada taking on 10 seeded Florida. Um, I think if we're looking at experience here, Roz, Nevada is one of those teams that you don't want to look past in this year's tournament. Um, you know, according to the Kempon ratings, Nevada is the second most experienced team in all of Division One basketball. Um, you look at the pair of seniors, the Twins, Caleb and Cody Martin, along with Jordan Carolina. I think the Wolfpack, they're deep. They're a very skilled team, and I, I think they're ready to win big this year. Uh, you know, they were, they were very close to getting um, – to the final four last year. And I, I think they could make a similar type of run. So I'm a big Nevada fan. Um, and if they lose first round, it's going to be, it's going to be a sad weekend for wits here. Yeah. Nevada, again, you're right. Lots of experience, but not a lot of team camaraderie. They haven't been playing a lot of team ball. The experience comes that most of their players are transfer players. So they have played, but have played elsewhere. Nevada, definitely a good team. They seem to struggle down the stretch. Like I said, their team karate didn't look great. They looked like a lot of iso ball, a lot of one-on-one plays to certain players. I could see Florida pulling this off, but I do go Nevada in this stretch. And then I have them facing Michigan, beating Montana in the first round. Yeah, not much to say about that one. Um, We have seen 15 seeds take down two seeds in the past, but I don't think it's going to happen in the West with Michigan and Montana. Um, So, Rod, we're going to take it back to the top of the West Gonzaga versus Syracuse. Interesting matchup here, but I do have Gonzaga going very far in my bracket. So I, I can't I can't go against them now. Um I think Gonzaga they're I think they're a superior team and I don't think the two three zone is gonna give them too much trouble. Um I really, you know, kind of fell in love with Gonzaga after that game versus Duke. You know, whether they won or lost down the stretch there, they really played a tough game versus the Blue Devils, who many people think, um, and according to their seed, are the best team in college basketball. You know, almost two to one to win the NCAA title. Um, some of the best odds we've seen since that Kentucky team with Anthony Davis. So I like Gonzaga in this one to move on to the Sweet 16. I'm following suit. I think Gonzaga is a superior team, a better shooting team than Syracuse faces. I think that they're going to have no problem with Syracuse here and move on to the Sweet 16 to face Florida State, who I have beating Murray State 
in the second round. Not too much to say there. Just a bigger build and more athletic team going up against John Morant. See, I can get it right uh, in the second round. I think Florida State handles that one with ease. Yeah, I've got Florida State versus Marquette here, and, and I do agree with you, Roz. I think Florida State's a superior team. I think Marquette's going to give them a very good game. Um, you got one of the best players in college basketball, I think, in Marcus Howard, but I think Florida State is going to be too fast and too much for the Golden Eagles. Uh, so we both got uh, the Seminoles moving on to that Sweet 16 matchup with Gonzaga. So let's go down to the next one. We have Buffalo versus Texas Tech. I know that you know, you might be riding the St. John's train. Um, so what do you think of this matchup, Roz? Do you think St. John's wins? Are they, are they making it all the way to the Sweet 16, or what do we think here? I have Buffalo going to the Sweet 16. This is, again, all dependent on St. John's here. Uh, if not, it would be Texas Tech. But I have Buffalo beating Texas Tech in this round, making their way to the Sweet 16. I just think Texas Tech strength of schedule low, offensive efficiency low, a team that really shoots itself into a rut, can't get the ball into the basket. I like Buffalo here, who's fast, can run up and down the court and keep Texas Tech off balance. I'm going to go Buffalo here. Again, the asterisk is, is if St. John can win that first game, I might have a different looking bracket. I like Buffalo here, too. I, this is going to be a really awesome game. Texas Tech is a team that you know has kind of been all over the spectrum this year. They look like a team that could make a deep run in a tournament, but I really love Buffalo. Um, love what they did last year, and I think they just kind of kept building on what they did in last year's tournament. So at 31-3, yeah, and three, this team is pretty battle-tested. Um, they've got such a high-powered offense, scoring almost 85 points per game. So I like them to move into the Sweet 16. Um, then we find our way, Nevada versus Michigan. This is my first major upset of the bracket this year. I like the Wolfpack to take down the Wolverines. Um, I just I love the experience. I love the fire. You know, I really kind of cemented my Nevada pick a couple weeks ago when they got in that scuffle. Um, I think it was against Utah State, but I, I like the Wolfpack here. I think they make another deep run in the tournament this year, and you know, I'm going to take them to take down the two seed. I'm going to go with Michigan here purely on the idea that Florida and Nevada both scare me. I don't know who's going to come out of that game. And when I look at it, when Michigan State, or not Michigan State, when just Michigan is on a roll offensively, they're going to be tough to beat. It's a matter is if they can get on a roll because they do struggle often in games. Just look at how they played Michigan State three times this year, twice up 13 in the second half, blowing that because their offense went stagnant. I do have Michigan here. I don't like Nevada or Florida. Michigan versus Buffalo in the Sweet 16. But we'll get to that game in a second for me. Me and you both riding high on Gonzaga, Florida State. It took everything in my might not to have the same thing as last year, Florida State beating Gonzaga. But I think Gonzaga has learned. I think Gonzaga is going to go on, and they're going to get their way to the Elite Eight. They just have too many players on that team that are experienced, back, good shooters, create an offensive efficiency match like nobody else. They're the number one in the country. Give me Gonzaga to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I like Gonzaga in this one too. I mean, not only do they have the experience uh, from a player standpoint, but Mark Few, I think, you know, quietly one of the most accomplished coaches in Division One basketball, and I think Gonzaga is going to make their way to the Elite Eight here. Um, then we're looking at we've got a little bit of a you know difference of opinion here in this Elite Eight game. Uh, excuse me, in the Sweet 16 matchup at the bottom of the bracket, I've got the seven versus six in Buffalo versus Nevada. I do have Nevada taking this game, forcing an Elite Eight matchup with Gonzaga. But I know Roz, you've got a little bit of a difference of opinion, so let's let's hear what you have to say about this Sweet 16 matchup in the West. Barring the St. John's issue, Buffalo will be in my Elite Eight game against Gonzaga. They're a team that's not going to wait around for Michigan. Like I said, they can run, and they run fast. They're going to score on Michigan, forcing Michigan to shoot the three. Obviously, obviously if they're on, it's going to be trouble for Buffalo, but I don't think they will be at this point. Give me Buffalo-Gonzaga come the Elite Eight. So that gives us a matchup. I, I think we both have the same team coming out of the West. Uh, it's the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I've got them matching up against the Wolfpack. Um, but I, I like Gonzaga. I think they're clearly the best team in the West in this part of the bracket. I like them to go to the Final Four. And for me, matching up against Duke, um, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna walk their way uh, towards the Final Four. You know, I think we got a lot of good matchups. You look at Syracuse and possibly Florida State. Um, then whoever comes out of the bottom end of that bracket. But I, I do like the Bulldogs to get out of the West here. Um, and I've got two number one seeds then in a final four. I don't like it, 
but I'm going to do it. We're going to have the same thing except for not Duke, but I'm going to have Gonzaga going to the Final Four to face off against Michigan State. Before we hit the other side of the bracket, I want to let everybody know, go to ESPN.com, search the Charity Stripe 1. It's an NCAA tournament bracket where a quarter of the proceeds are going to MVP. It's Jay Glazer and Nate Bowers, great charity for vets. And the rest of the winners or winners will receive money back. It's a $10 buy-in. Search the Charity Stripe 1 on Venmo. There's already over 100 entries. The password to get in is TCS1. One more time, TCS1, the Charity Stripe on ESPN. $10 buy-in. You will be kicked out, unfortunately, if we do not get the payment. But we hope to see you guys there. And uh, it goes to a great cause. Now, Wits, back to the bracket. We are headed to your favorite side of the bracket, the Midwest. We're going to leave out the South for a second because the Midwest is where me and you begin to really differ, and it's going to make our make and break both of our brackets. We're going to start easy peasy. Not a whole lot to say about North Carolina. We're both going to take them over Iona. Utah State-Washington, interesting. A very athletic, very big team in Utah State, a team that has really impressed many People going into the tournament. I have them over this Washington team. I don't have a lot of love for the Pac-12. And I just saw a team that looked defeated in that Pac-12 championship. Give me Utah State facing North Carolina in the second round. Yeah, I like Utah State in this one too. And you, and you look at the numbers, they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Washington. So I can't say that I watched a lot of Utah State basketball this year, but I do like them over the Huskies here. And then Roz, interesting 5 Can we say match. potentially the best game in the first round? I, I, bold play. Bold play, but I think you can make an argument, and I am going to take my first 12 seed over a 5. Um, it kind of hurts, Roz. Auburn is a 7.5-point favorite. They won the SEC this year, and you know we'll see later in my picks. I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan of a team in the SEC to make it all the way, but I do like New Mexico State in this one. Um, you look at you know a mid-major team. You know, this is a very tough matchup, but New Mexico State 30-4 and four this year. I don't think you want to discount that. Um, and I think, you know, dancing for a third consecutive season under Coach Chris Jans, they have a really balanced attack on both ends of the floor. And I think Auburn is just going to run out of steam in this one. I think New Mexico State uh, gets to the next round. I'm going to have to be on the opposing side. I'm going to go Auburn. I give a lot of love to conference champions, conference champions as well as tournament champions. I know they didn't win the conference, but they did win the tournament. I'm all in on them to beat New Mexico State, a team that, like you've mentioned, has been there three years in a row. I lo- There's a lot to say about New Mexico State, but I just have to ride the hot hand, and Auburn seems to be a little bit hotter, and hopefully they keep shooting the ball the way that they've been shooting. We've got Kansas-Northeastern, a fun game. I think Northeastern could steal this one from Kansas. But that is because people are very low. I know they're without as of week A. LeGerald Vick is left on a, on a something absence. I'm forgetting the name at this point in time. But this Kansas team has been here. They had a strong strength of schedule. And I don't think they're going to go down to this Northeastern team. I see them moving on. Yeah, um, you know, I think losing those two guys really hurt Kansas this year. But I do think they're going to find a way to make a run in this tournament. Um, and I think they're going to rely pretty heavily on their freshman trio, looking at Devin Dotson, Quentin Grimes, and I don't want to pronounce this one, but Ochai Agbaji. Um, I know I botched that one a little bit, but I think Kansas, um, I think they're going to handle Northeastern in this one, and I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I think, you know, just as you think Kansas is out and they get in as a four seed, something that hasn't happened in a very long time, I think the Jayhawks are going to come to play in this tournament. That takes us down to Ohio State versus Iowa State. Um, I feel like almost everybody is taking Iowa State, but I'm going to go with the Buckeyes in this one. I know that they struggled down the stretch, um, and I think a lot of those struggles coincided with Caleb Wesson's three-game suspension. You know, they lost all three games that he missed, and I think with Wesson back for the postseason, I think OSU, they've got a very stingy defense, which I think is going to play a big factor in this game against Iowa State. Um, I think they're going to take down the Cyclones. Next two are super easy for me. I think Iowa State's the hottest team in college basketball right now. It hurts that I think they're going to run up against the Houston Houston whoops, Cougars in the second round. I've got Iowa State in an easy one over Ohio State, and I've got Houston taking down Georgia State to set up, I think, one of the better matchups come March Madness. Yeah, and then uh, I like Houston as well. Um, I think there'll be an interesting matchup in the second round, whether it be Houston-Iowa State or Houston-Ohio State. 
Um, but Roz, I know we both got the 10 seed in that next matchup, Seton Hall versus Wofford. Um, tell me why you think Seton Hall is going to make it to the second round as a 10 seed. Wofford has won 20 in a row. I understand recency would make me pick Wofford. Their offensive efficiency is great as well. But Seton Hall also, besides not winning the Big 12, it's not even the Big 12, the Big East isn't anymore either, whatever it is, losing to Villanova was their last game. They made it all the way there. I think they're a very competitive, athletic team with a great point guard who obviously if he gets shut down, this team has experienced problems throughout the course of the season. I like Seton Hall here. I think they play in a better conference. I think they've had a better strength of schedule than Wofford all year. I like them here just in physicality standpoint and the ability to beat down the Terriers. Yeah, I agree. I I like Seton Hall in this game, but it's not really going to matter come the second round because I'm going to reveal my 2019 NCAA tournament champion, the Kentucky Wildcats. You know, I think the more things change, the more they really stay the same. You know, Kentucky is once again paced by an underclassman who, you know, they're under they're improving at a rapid rate. And I think that's really one of my key things going into the NCAA tournament is which teams are hot, which teams have been playing well. I know that Kentucky didn't win the SEC tournament, um, but I think P.J. Washington is going to be the MVP of this year's March Madness. I think this is a nightmare matchup, um, not only in the first round, but for this entire tournament. I think this is a very athletic team um, to get to the free throw line at a top 10 rate. Um, They are shooting 74% from the line this year, so I think they're going to be a lot to handle. Um, P.J. Washington, I know the reports are he's in a walking boot leading up to the tournament, but I love all the noise surrounding Kentucky. I love Coach Cal. They're going to make a deep run, um, and they're my tournament champion for this year. I went with Kentucky over Seton Hall since that's where we're going next. Kentucky beating Abilene Christian. Don't think that should be a problem. It's the largest spread between the two and the 15s this year. I then, like I said, easy matchup against Kentucky. Isolate the point guard of Seton Hall, and Kentucky's going to run forward. Got a lot of talent there. They're young talent. They get Reed Travis back in the SEC tournament. I like Kentucky to get to the Sweet 16, where I have them facing the Houston Cougars, who are one of my favorite teams, not my champion, and maybe not going much further. But I got Houston over Iowa State, 10-1 on the road this season. They've proven through strength of schedule, efficiency ratings. They're a team to be worried about. I don't care. They just lost to Cincinnati. I'm going Houston over Iowa State in a matchup setting between Kentucky and Houston. But before we get there, Wits, I know we both got Auburn, or you've got New Mexico State, but I know we've got Kansas in the next one. I think both of us are feeling the Jayhawks are given one more day or one more week in the tournament in this matchup. Yeah, you know, I think uh, New Mexico State's going to take down Auburn in the first round, but regardless, I think the Jayhawks are going to come to play this first weekend, setting up a pretty tasty matchup between the Tar Heels in the Sweet 16. Um, I know I didn't even let you get a word in on UNC versus Utah State, but I think I know where you're going with that one. Um, so that brings us to Kansas versus North Carolina in the Sweet 16. I think Kansas is going to surprise a lot of people, but I think North Carolina is just going to be a little bit too strong, a little bit too fast for this Jayhawks team that, you know, missing two really key players. I think it's going to be tough to compete with this Tar Heels team that has been you know, I think one of the hottest teams in college basketball um, throughout the entire year. Uh, I think Luke May is going to play be a big factor in this tournament, and I think you know the Tar Heels are going to advance to the Elite Eight um, and take down the Jayhawks in the Sweet 16. Well, since you announced your champion, it's only fair I'd be given a shot to do mine. I'm taking the North Carolina Tar Heels to win the 2019 national title. Colby White, the young freshman shooting, not shooting guard, point guard, is going to help lead this team. I know he's been sporadic at times, but he's got a lot of players around him. Cam Johnson, Luke May, Nazir Little that are going to help him get through there, and that's going to be way too much for Kansas to handle in the Sweet 16. It's going to be an easy road to the lead eight for UNC, where I have them facing the Houston Cougars, beating York and Tucky Wildcats in the Sweet 16. I'm harping on road wins. I'm harping on strength of schedule. Houston is going to be a lot to handle for Kentucky. And if Kentucky is even a little bit off against this team, which is defensively strong, we're going to see the Houston Cougars cruise by the Wildcats. I'm going to have to disagree with you there, Roz. I like UNC versus Kentucky in the Elite Eight. Um, You know, Kentucky, it's interesting. You remember that opening night they lost by 34 points to the Blue Devils. 
Um, and wow, they, they've really turned it around this year, and they've also beaten North Carolina, um, actually beat them by eight earlier this year. I like Kentucky to advance here. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I don't think Kentucky's going to slow up against Houston. I like Kentucky to move on to the final four here. So I've got my three slots in with Duke, Gonzaga, and the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, and we got one more region to break down. But, Roz, who's coming out of the Midwest for you? It's going to be North Carolina, my champion. They're going to run over Houston. I think this is the easiest bracket North Carolina could have asked for. They're going to dominate the Midwest, where I now have North Carolina, Gonzaga, and MSU. But let's quickly get into the South. We've got Virginia against Gardner-Webb. Easy enough for me and you to realize that Virginia's not going to lose to the 16th seed two years in a row. I have them advancing, and I'm sure you do as well. Give me a little Ole Miss-Oklahoma. Oklahoma, the worst team, arguably, in this year's field. I have Ole Miss beating them, but I'm interested to see your take. Yeah, I've got Ole Miss beating them, too. Um, Both these teams, there's a lot left to be desired. Um, but, you know, look at Ole Miss. They were picked last in the preseason SEC poll. But, you know, they proved early on that they were much better than that. You know, I think they shoot it really well from the free throw line, a little lower, 78%. Um, and then, you know, you look at Kermit Davis, SEC Coach of the Year. And I think Brian Tyree is a player to watch on the Rebels. I think they take down the Sooners in this one and force a second-round matchup between number one seed Virginia. Absolutely. We move on to Wisconsin, Oregon, which pulls at my heartstrings here. I couldn't believe both these teams drew one another. Oregon, the hot 12, winning the Pac-12. Pritchard being their point guard, a guy I think is an absolute stud and a workhorse. Kenny Wooten coming back into form. This team is athletic. I know they're missing Bull Bull. I have them beating Wisconsin. But Wisconsin's going to be tough. They like to slow the game down. That might hinder Oregon's opportunities. Ethan Happ, obviously an All-American. And this Wisconsin team had a top six strength of schedule. So that's something to be keep in mind. Wisconsin, I do have it going down to Oregon, though. And uh, I think you're doing the same as me. Yeah, I've got uh, this side of the bracket. I look at the 12s. Uh, Oregon, you know, they look at Dana Altman. I think this has been one of his best coaching jobs ever. You mentioned Bull Bull, you know, being out for the season in mid-December. But I think this team overcame a lot of adversity, won its final eight games to earn the Pac-12's automatic bid. Um, you know, I think look at the Oregon Ducks. They made their living as one of the top defensive teams um, in the nation. I think they're going to be really tough to beat. Um, and I like them to make a run at the Sweet 16 here. But I think this is my, you know, one of my three top matchups of the first round. I think it's going to be a great game. Ethan Happ, um, you know, a great player out in Wisconsin. But I think the Ducks are going to take him down and force a second-round matchup here. We then have K-State UC Irvine, another one of my upsets here, where I'm going to have the 13 versus the 12 in the second round. I have UC Irvine beating Kansas State. They're without one of their star players, which they were last year. I don't think they're going to get it, be able to get over that. I know they fought hard in the Big 12 tournament, but UC Irvine to me, a big team, a team that's going to give them a lot. Only a four-point spread, the closest of the 4-13 matchups. I like UC Irvine to advance here. Yeah, and I, I think the spreads are interesting because it really shows you what Vegas is thinking. You, you'd think a 13-4 would be a, a little more, a little farther away point-wise in the spread, but I also like UC Irvine here. Um, I feel like a 13-12 matchup is something that happens about once a year and I, I think um you know that's going to come here in this part of the bracket up in the south or down in the south we really like to call it uh but I like UC Irvine here against Oregon I think it's going to be a little different story in the second round with or with that matchup um I like Oregon to advance but Roz let's move down to a team who you think you know might be able to make a little run here in the Villanova Wildcats defending national champions yeah it hurts for me to say that i backed out on that but i do have villanova beating st mary's facing purdue um who will beat old dominion in easy fashion i think purdue villanova is going to be an awesome matchup it'll be in hartford connecticut which favors villanova but those are the two teams i have in this area yeah, I like Villanova in their first round matchup as well. I think St. Mary's has had a has had a pretty good season, but I like the defending champs here. And then looking at Purdue versus Old Dominion, um, you know Matt Painter won the Big Ten Coach of the Year, leading Purdue to a 16 and four record in the conference. Um, you look at Carson Edwards; he's the star. He's the guy that gets it going for the Boilermakers. Um, but also looking at Ryan Klein, who's made more than 40% of his three-pointers this season, the most accurate long-distance shooter um, in the nation on a Purdue team that 
I think is elite and patient on offense. I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for Old Dominion. And I'm really looking forward to that second round matchup between Purdue and Villanova. Following that, I've got Cincinnati beating Iowa. Cincinnati, my intuition team, which is one of the big factors of picking your March Madness bracket. A lot of it is intuition, how you feel the team's doing and where you think they are at this point in the season. They get the win. They're headed to Columbus to face Tennessee, who I have beating Colgate in the first round. I think Tennessee-Cincinnati sets up an interesting matchup. Kind of a home game for Cincinnati, but we'll get into that after you give us your picks. Yeah, you know, I'm on the same side here. We usually don't agree too much, but I feel like the bracket, we're kind of coming together a little bit. I really like Cincinnati in that first-round matchup versus Iowa. I think they're hot, um, and I think the fact that they're they're essentially playing a home game is going to be a lot of problems for the Hawkeyes. And then looking at Colgate, Tennessee, I mean, if you if you watch Tennessee play it all this season, they are, uh, they are a scary team, so I think they move on to face Cincinnati in the second round here in the South. But I think this is another spot I've got two seven seeds advancing to the sweet 16 this year. I like the Bearcats to take down Tennessee in the second round. Um, you know, you look at number seven seeds, they've won seven of 11 meetings with number twos the past four years. Um, you know, but looking at number two seeds, they're, they're winning in a 70% clip overall against seven seeds. But I just, I think Cincinnati is going to be hot at the right time. And I think Tennessee is just going to falter here. Um, I don't think they're going to make a deep run. And although I do like, you know, the SEC, I think UK is going to be the champion, but I think the volunteers go down here three and four versus the top 25. They played a lot of great games, but also um, a couple head scratchers. So I think, I think the Bearcats take down Tennessee and ruin a lot of brackets. I think Tennessee is a pretty popular pick out there. Right. I'm going to go with Cincinnati as well here. I love that it's going to be in Columbus for them. I love the way the season unfolded for Cincinnati. Not a great strength of schedule and not a lot of efficiency, but they are good defensively and they're going to shut down their key players. I have them facing off against Purdue in the Sweet 16. Purdue is going to be Villanova. Carson Edwards is going to be too unstoppable the first weekend of March Madness. He is one of the top two point guards playing in this tournament. And we see as he goes, so does Purdue. Purdue is going to go all weekend long. They're going to knock off the defending national champions, Villanova, to face Cincinnati, where I have Cincinnati pulling the upset. I've got a little bit of a different story here, Roz. I've got Purdue moving on versus Villanova, but I had the Boilermakers moving on to the next round. Um, I think this is going to be a great game versus Cincinnati. And, you know, Carson Edwards versus Jerron Cumberland on the Bearcats. Um, you know, he's responsible for nearly 25% of all Cincinnati's points. So I think this is going to be a great matchup, but I think Purdue moves on. They showed me a lot, um, a lot of great stuff in the Big Ten this year, and I, I think they're going to move on the Elite Eight. Well, me and you are running the same table on the top half. We both have Oregon and Virginia advancing. I've got Virginia over Oregon, and I think your mainstay of Oregon ends there as well. So it looks like you're going to have Virginia-Purdue, whereas I have Virginia-Cincinnati. Yeah, you know, it's tough. One of my brackets, I did take Oregon to go to the Final Four, but that's uh, kind of a Hail Mary bracket. I do think Virginia is going to take down the Ducks in this one, forcing a, a pretty interesting matchup between Virginia and Purdue. Um, I do think, however, Virginia is going to advance to the Final Four. I don't think they're going to let down like they did in last year's tournament. So looking at my Final Four, Roz, Virginia, Kentucky, Duke, and Gonzaga, three number ones and one number two. Um, and we get a break down the final four now. Yeah, I've got Virginia going in as well. Two great defenses in Cincinnati and Virginia, just a better offense on the Virginia side of the ball, leaving me Virginia, North Carolina, MSU, and Gonzaga. I've got Michigan State beating Gonzaga at the end of the day. It's going to be a head-to-head -head point guard matchup. I think Tom Izzo is going to get it done. He's going to face off against the North Carolina Tar Heels, like I mentioned earlier. I think Virginia's offense is going to get caught in Minneapolis. I like North Carolina, Michigan State in the finals. Once again, Tyler Hansborough annihilating them the last time we saw this matchup. I do have that same outcome again, only 74-68 being the final score. Give me North Carolina over Michigan State. Looking at my final four, I've got Duke versus Gonzaga, and I think this is going to be a pretty similar matchup to what we saw earlier this year, and I think Gonzaga is going to take it in a very close game. Um, I really like the Bulldogs this year, and I think they're going to make it back 
to the national championship like we saw a few years ago against North Carolina. Looking at the other side of the bracket, I already told you guys I love the Wildcats this year, and I think this is going to be a lopsided Final Four with Kentucky and Virginia. I really like Kentucky to take it to the Cavaliers, forcing a championship between Gonzaga and Kentucky. Um, I just love Kentucky. I think they're a team that's gotten hot at the right time, and I know they didn't win the SEC, but I think they're going to cruise to the championship, forcing a pretty good matchup um, between the Gonzaga Bulldogs team, who I think a lot of people aren't giving as enough credit to, but I like the Wildcats as your 2019 NCAA champions. Well, you have our entire brackets. Me and Wits have been on it for the last two days. We are tuckered out. This is the kind of thing we do when we learn that studying this much might not pay off. We've heard all the talks that the winners have sometimes been people who just flip a coin. So who knows if our insight's going to help. We believe we're going to win you some money this March Madness season. It's been a lot of fun breaking down the bracket with you guys today. Wits, any closing lines you have for the fans out there? Yeah, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, you can have the perfect research, um, know everything about every game like a lot of these experts do. But just like handicapping a horse race, you can have the perfect book. You can know everything about the race, everything about the numbers. But sometimes your horse just kind of runs out of steam. So I think it'll be interesting to see in this tournament um, which teams are able to turn it up a notch when it really counts, because, you know, a lot of favorites have lost in the NCAA tournament before, and it will not be any different this year. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of key games, and I think a lot of interesting first-round matchups. But you got to remember, you can't win the bracket in the first week, but you can lose it. So hopefully you're alive going into the Sweet 16, uh, most exciting time of the year. So I think we're going to have a great time. I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Be sure to follow us on social media. Go to Believe.com. Subscribe to the opening line. You can find us at EthanRose4 on Instagram and at Xander Horwitz. We're going to be posting updates about our show. We have a special guest coming up this week. MTV's very own Derek Henry played at Winthrop and then finished at graduate school playing for the Citadel. He never made it to the NCAA tournament, but he's going to give us his picks on this year's bracket. He's not going to do the full rundown, but we'll get a Sweet 16 through the final. Very excited for new content this week. Again, subscribe, follow us, ask us questions, give us ratings, and we'll give you shout-outs on the show. Hope you guys have an awesome March Madness. You'll be hearing from us. We'll break down some of the games that occur, and we'll also get you some news about upcoming, so like the Masters, Major League Baseball, and the NBA Finals. Thanks for joining us this week. This has been The Opening Line with Wits and Roz. We'll catch you next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.